we thank you for today. We are grateful for life and the gift of life, God, friendship and family and all that, God. Um, we have a difficult topic today. God, we just pray for your wisdom and the Holy Spirit to move in us and speak through us, God. And uh, we pray that we can come from a place of love and respect, but also truth. Um, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What is up, everybody? Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. So uh, you know it's gonna be heavy when yeah, you start I mean, the podcast. We, we've we never done that before. <laughs> um, we've okay. We've prayed before. Don't we? <laughs> they don't pray. No, we prayed before, but we never recorded a prayer like that. But I felt it was important um, because of the topic that we have today. Um, we're gonna be talking about identity, which is a. I think it's the the issue of our day of our generation i think mm-hmm. we've talked about it before with that uh that tim keller interview that he did with carrie newhoff how he said that oh yeah, yeah. there were the different different issues for each generation i think this mm-hmm. generation's issue is identity yeah um yeah, we've yeah. seen a lot we've seen a lot of uh i mean we've seen a lot personally mm-hmm. uh in our lives like the people who struggle with identity um with students that struggle with identity you mm-hmm. as a teacher and uh, me as a youth pastor, we've seen a lot, and uh, if if we were honest with each other, like we just we we are not equipped to have like whole conversations, uh, we, not even with students. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, we have the same like uh, <laughs> like uh, Tim Keller said on our last uh, last time we talked about this was um, we're we're doing things like as if we're in the 1950s or mm-hmm. like we're in the like even in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was <laughs> I was talking to Jessica yesterday, my wife. And she was, uh, she was like, "Yeah, where were you in 2020? I mean, on, on 2000, on the year 2000." And I was like, uh, "I don't know. I was walking with my dad. That's the only thing I remember. We were walking. I was in Madeira, but we were walking somewhere." And then she was like, "Hey, you know, that was 20 years ago." And I don't know for whatever reason, like that shocked me, fam. I just saw something today. We were watching the commercial or something, or I was on the, I was on YouTube or something, and 1970 was 50 years ago. Oh my. God. I remember when it was 30 years ago. <laughs> I just always, yeah, yeah. 1970, 30, 30 years ago. That was 50 years ago. Sheesh. The 90s was 30 years ago. That's, cr- oh my yeah, God. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's wild. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah we're, oh, we're yeah. going, we're going that yeah. direction. So, um, any, anyways, that whole conversation with my wife just like really like sunk in for me. And I'm like, look, the time has changed. Like, mm-hmm. We, we as believers, we as Christians, we can't continue to operate in the same way we were operating in the 90s. That was, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, was 30 yeah. years ago. I mean, dude, the way, the, the speed of, of change, 2010 right. was 10 years ago. ago. Yeah. Like, and everything was different. That's crazy. Like, we're only two decades into this century, to this millennium. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like. That is crazy. We're wow. moving faster than heck of fast. We're, we're we're which many people would say we're progressing faster than ever. Mm. A true believer would say we're decaying faster mm-hmm. than ever. Yeah, and uh, it's like something has accelerated the process um, to where we have conversations about like identity. Yeah, and I think it's something that we have to just be just be mindful of, and we have to practice. Yeah, you know, it's like the, this whole conversation is not just uh, to to speak life and the truth and to someone who may be you know this way or someone who's like uh, a friend of someone who's uh dealing with identity issues but uh also like for us to practice the conversation yeah and uh one thing i love about you jeff is like you have the the pushback mm-hmm. so as we talk like i know you're gonna come back and be mm-hmm. like well who Tons like of pushback. To, to the person who yeah you know so i i think we at the number one we have to talk about these things they are super heavy. Yeah. But we gotta we have to talk about them. We have to know how to address these issues. And we me and Jeff by no means know how to address this issue. Nah, man. Like we're I'm gonna be all the way honest, I'm terrified to have this conversation <laughs> and record it. We've had this conversation. I'm terrified to record it and put it out. Yeah. And um, we ain't trying to get cancelled. Like Yeah. I mean I, luckily I work for a church, so I can't really get cancelled. No, I can get cancelled. <laughs> Very easily. But uh that's why we prayed in the beginning. Yeah. So that uh we want people to know, like, as this conversation, uh, as this conversation goes forward, our our goal is to flesh out some of the some of the bad ways that we think about mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. Um, about people who uh, who have um, 
who have identity issues. Because even I think like even saying that, even saying yeah, issue, issue. What do you mean issue? Yeah, no, this is how I am. So people who deal with identity in different ways, Mm -hmm. uh, we we need to flush that out. And like we're doing it, we're doing it like on a podcast. I don't know why we should have this conversation. (laughs) We should just have this conversation over dinner. Should just keep it to ourselves. But we're gonna share with everybody. We're gonna share it everybody. Um, For for two reasons. Um, one is, uh, we want it to be unfiltered so mm-hmm. that people who hear this, uh, years from now can be, uh, encouraged and saying, oh, wow. Like they really put out their, like their unfiltered thoughts mm-hmm. onto this podcast. And then secondly, we do believe in the Holy spirit and that like, as we conversate through, even through this medium of a uh, podcast. And yeah. so you're listening through this, through your speaker, we know that the Holy spirit can, um, can, can be used by us as we speak, but also by you all. Um, as you listen and can speak into you. So we didn't want to, uh, we didn't want to have this conversation with just us and then not be able to introduce the Holy Spirit in real time to all of our listeners. So yeah. Amen. here we go. Okay. So uh, identity. <laughs> so the way that our culture is looking at this, um, I guess we're going to start with the culture's view versus the Bible's view of identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, this is not Brandon and, and Jeff's no <laughs> view of identity. This is the Bible's view of identity. This is God's view of identity. Yeah. Now, um, I guess even to even to even continue, if you don't affirm the Bible as a source of authority or the source of authority, you're gonna disagree with us. No, like, no that's doubt. that's plain. Um, if you don't believe in God, you're gonna disagree with us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. That's totally. Fine. <laughs> I mean, that's that's totally fine. I think we we have to get back the ability to disagree and not see it as hate in our society. That's a right. huge issue right now. Mm-hmm. If you disagree with somebody, that means you hate, hate them. them. No, um, this is not uh, hate speech or or bigotry or anything like that no. or discrimination. I I mean, number one, you should not be discriminated against in in the world whether it's getting a job or, or taxes or anything like that mm-hmm. for how you want to identify By yourself now like that this shouldn't affect your ability to to live yeah you're still a human being yeah you're still a human being at the end of the day you're still made in the image of god and if you don't believe in that you're an image bearer yeah i um, mean we have the obligation to treat you as such um so we definitely got to improve on that as the church but so how does the world view identity? Yeah. So uh, as we uh, as we've studied and watched videos and read articles, um, our or at least my uh, my understanding of what the world understands about identity is something that you create on your own. Mm-hmm. Like you are the one who gets to say what you are, who you are, um, and people around you have to just agree. And just say, yeah, that's who you are because mm-hmm. you said so, um, which is a very strange way because it's it becomes very difficult for the people around you to to have to assimilate to mm-hmm. what you call yourself, mm-hmm. um, even if you were like given a name and giving like, OK, we're not going to go that far. Yeah. But uh, the, the idea is that uh, you get to choose who and what you are. Uh, by your own definition, mm-hmm. and then everyone has to just agree to it. That um, is that kind of that, that's that's what I would understand it as. I mean, yeah, like the ability to choose who you are, what you are. Um, you get to create it in yourself how you feel, mm-hmm. and then the world around you has to adapt to you. Yeah, um, whatever they call you, what name, what pronouns they call you. Um, like the it's the world's job and obligation mm-hmm. to adapt to whatever you want to identify as you yeah. create your own identity um that's at the very least problematic oh yeah um for multiple reasons i mean now i can see a pushback in this would be this like let's go push back <laughs> So as the person who's who's has identifying a certain way, if they're not, if the world around them doesn't adapt, that means they have to adapt to the world. Like if I'm someone who identifies as a 
as a she, even though, and the world around me sees me as a he, mm. like one of us has to adapt. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So, so someone you a- could say, well, it's unfair for the person who feels a certain way to have to adapt to society. Um, I could, okay, that's a valid argument. Yeah, yeah, one of us has to adapt, so it might as well be the society instead of the individual. Um, wow. I mean, that's a little selfish. I mean, that, I mean, not even even if uh, it, we could say selfish, but also like you want everyone. everyone. Like yeah. that's uh, for me. That's that's like a different level. It's not just selfishness. Uh, it's it, it's. <laughs> I don't know how to. How this, You're the this, center this, of your own universe. Yeah, which point. becomes like a narcissist. Like yeah, this is There's a, it borders on that for yeah, sure. I can see. I get. I I would if if that was any other case other than just being. Um, an identity like this is what you choose to look like but if it was like I want everyone to see me as a millionaire like I don't care about how many dollars but this is how I want you to see me this is how I identify and when I go to the bank you must see me like this mm-hmm. like or or you're discriminating like how I feel I feel mm-hmm. like a millionaire yeah so it's like no but you don't have a million yeah so like what do you even like the whole idea of like basing like what are you basing your claim on as far as like what you want to be yeah because the the thing about it is if it's internal, if you get to, based on how you feel, no one else can know what you're feeling. Unless right? you tell them. Even if you tell them, you could be lying. You, I don't, oh, like, yeah. there's no way for us to, to debate with you. Yeah. And then the whole claim is like, well, you can't debate with me. It's, it's all about what I feel. Yeah. No one else can tell me who I am. Only I can tell me who I am. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you who I am. And you have to accept it. So... If I strongly feel this way, or if I'm able to tell you that's how I feel, Mm -hmm. like what if you go to the bank and say, This is how I feel, Mm -hmm. it's wrong for you not to. I mean, how can they argue against that? Like, what there's no argument against what you feel because only you know what you're feeling, feeling. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, like, okay, I understand, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot for society, society to, to have on, to yeah. take on and then for us to 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 defend that so it's this is a this is nothing about identity um that makes it very difficult for many people but like really for the christian because you get into a sense of okay this is who you say you are but then like if i agree with who you're saying you are i then have to defend who you say you are hmm. like if someone comes in and is like uh uh, if you're a girl and you want to be identified as a man and then someone comes in saying, uh, calling you sir over and over and over again, like, and if I'm like, you know, around you and you tell them, no, I'm not a, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a female, I'm not a dude. Like I'm a female, I'm a female. And then the people around you are like, no, like you're no, you're, <laughs> yeah. So you get to the sense where as a believer, it's like, do I stand up for them? Do I do I say do I get the person like no calm down this is how they want to be identified, um, which then puts us in a trap as believers that we are not we are condoning the way that they their this lifestyle which mm-hmm. goes against what we believe. Yeah, I think if someone's being like bullied or harassed or like violence is being done to them mm-hmm. because of that, I'm gonna step in for mm-hmm. sure. Hey, 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 that's not right. Okay. Like, because they're an image bearer. I don't agree with how they want to identify, but I'm not going to let somebody harm them them because of that, right? They shouldn't receive abuse for that. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I'm going to defend that. I'm going to defend your humanity for sure. But I'm going to have a conversation with you, hopefully, and be like, so so we're going to get to that. So here's another (laughs) reason why it's problematic. You're the creator of your identity. That's a lot of pressure for you. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, we think that there's freedom in that. I get to make my own identity. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. And you got to sustain it. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. To have to, like, create, be responsible for, like, my own identity and to have to, like, live up to that. And then it's constantly changing because if it's based on feelings, feelings change. change. Often, right? Attraction may not change. Mm-hmm. Even then, it, the attraction does change because you can lose attraction for certain people. They don't. They don't have as attractive anymore. Whatever. True. But feelings definitely like, change. Yeah. 
So then if you're just constantly, actually, you know, I woke up today or the last few weeks I've been feeling this way. Well, it's just this constant, constant uncertainty. There's got to be a huge level of anxiety that comes with, with trying to create your own identity. For and sure. To your own identity. For sure. Um, I think it's even uh, it's even possible that it, it brings more psychological issues. Mm-hmm. Um, got to bring be, depression yeah. and all kind of stuff. Uh, and then you're not as like... Okay, because I'm not, I haven't, I haven't struggled with like a same sex attraction mm-hmm. or identity in the sense of like a, wanting to be something that I'm, that I'm clearly not. But uh, I, I've been around people who have, and if I had to like, if I had to like say kind of like how they're feeling, because I can't really say it for sure, but I know that there's a level of, of shame attached to like what they're doing, and they're not as open to certain people as they want to be. Mm-hmm. And that could come up with time. Eventually, they'll get to a point where they're like, you know, forget it. I'm just going to, like, come out the closet or I'm going to mm-hmm. let everybody know. But um, as I've been walking with a student uh, for three years now, uh, we had a conversation about um, if they wanted to, like, come out the closet, you know, to 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 basically their their friend group at the church. And uh, it was like, no, because I don't know how the people can accept me, whatever, whatever. And uh, I try to reassure my student that, yeah, you could – you could, and I think that people. I don't think anybody's gonna be shocked. Like no one, no one's gonna be like shocked that this is like. You didn't see that coming. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that. I don't think that's at all. Like, uh, you, you may. There may be some people who may be shocked, like mm-hmm. some like younger people. But as far as like uh, the youth group as a whole, no one's gonna be shocked. And uh, it might be a relief to you that you can be like that. You could say this out loud. Mm. And uh, for three years, we we had the conversation last year. Uh, and then we had another one this year, um, like right, right when COVID happened. And uh, the other day we had a meeting and something amazing happened. Uh, or I don't know if it was amazing or I don't know what it was, but it was very interesting. So uh, during the meeting, um, we we ate wings together. And then after we ate wings, uh, we had a conversation about developing our youth room again, because we're getting a new youth room and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we had two mentors come in. And they're going to help mentor the kids with uh, with my wife and I. And the mentors asked if they can get everyone's contact information. So they said, hey, can we get you guys' phone numbers and uh, and like Instagram accounts? So we gave them uh, expo markers and everybody's go up, put the Instagram account and their phone number. So uh, the student that, that we've been having conversations about identity with, uh, they just put their their number. But like they're heavy on their social media. But they didn't put up their social media, and I was, thought that was strange because like everyone was like everyone had phone number, Instagram. Instagram, phone number, Instagram, phone number, and then you just get down to like just phone number, and I was thinking, I just like literally I don't, in, in my mind I'm like, huh, I why didn't you like everybody knows your Instagram account, but your Instagram account is who you identify as, mm. but while you're at the church you you pretend to be something else, and. I'm I'm looking at that like this conflict that's been going on for three years cannot be healthy. Like mm-hmm. it, it like internally, I'm yeah. just like psychologically. I don't know. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how my student is doing like internally. And the crazy thing is, when we are together as a youth group, uh, my student is super happy, like mm-hmm. super happy, super helpful, and like I love them with everything in me. Like I'm just like mm-hmm. I like you are, uh, you are like a great student. And like at one point, uh, Jessica and I were talking. I was like, dude. Wouldn't it be crazy if this student like took over our youth group? And it was like, that would be crazy. Like that would be all God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously the identity thing has to be corrected before uh so I say corrected, so I apologize. <laughs> I don't know I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah. But it has to be corrected before um they'd be able to take over the youth group. But I'm just like, this is something that you that that my student doesn't want to deal with, like for reals. Because hmm. it's one thing to say, okay, I identify this way. And then to be in a circle of friends who affirm you in that, and then you get to a you get to a circle of friends that you they're not sure if they're form, they'll affirm you or not, so you never say anything because hmm. it's not that they wouldn't it's not that yeah. it's not that they would even they say might anything. challenge you yeah I think that's what they're afraid of I think um, I think that's super interesting because it's it's in the church um, that might that's probably the only maybe the church and like the person's family. Mm-hmm would be the only place that wouldn't that you'd feel shame because yeah. I feel like our society is way past that they're yeah. way past you feeling shame right 
Because when my student is out with, with their mm-hmm. friends, there's no, literally there's no shame. Like even, which is crazy, even the Instagram account is, is like shameless. Like it's just, this is me, this is how I am, um, and this is great. But then when you come, which is really weird, because I don't see, when I think about like Christianity and the shame that comes with like sin, like it's, it looks the same for everyone. So like if you struggle with pornography and then you come to church, like the shame that you mm-hmm. have, it looks the same as the same person that, um, that cheated on their spouse, the same person that uh, lied about their SAT score, about, you know, all mm-hmm. it all looks the same. So when I, when I notice like that shame fall on her in church, it's not even the fact that it like falls on her. It's like, it's, it's like a self it's 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 from inside out. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone is shaming you uh, at church. You it's know what like I'm saying? Like an internal conflict. Yeah, because yeah. at the at the church, everyone's loving you. Everyone's like nice to you. Everyone's always trying to be. Everyone's always trying to be like near you and trying to help you in whatever way you need help. And there is no shame, but for whatever reason, you still feel that on the, on the inside. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that God put into us. Like mm-hmm. when you recognize that, like something is not right. Like when I'm out, when I'm out and about. And like, I feel like God's not near me. I can do whatever. But when I get into this presence, I feel this shame, like hmm. come up. And I don't know if that's the same for like everyone in this, in these roles. Cause sometimes, uh, if you raise someone up in the way that they live, they, they're totally fine with it. Yeah. But I think it, it comes down to if you believe in, in God and then you believe in the God of the Bible, Mm-hmm. There's God. There's gonna be natural conflicts um, within you, so we're yeah. gonna take a quick break. Um, there'll be an ad for you guys <laughs> listening and watching, and then we're gonna come back uh, in a little bit. Cool. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, this is a commercial for Preacher's Hour. Got a bit of uh, Yeah, our, <laughs> our <laughs> Patreon guys. So uh, we talked about it a little bit in some episodes, but. So we have a Patreon, they have a website, as well as an app that you can get. Um, and we have two tiers on our Patreon. If you know how Patreon works, if you watch other YouTubers, everyone has it. My brother has one. Heck of people are using it. So we have a donation tier, which is $3 a month. You don't get any extra perks. You're literally just helping us out. We just would love it. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. We um, appreciate it. And then we have a $5 a month tier. And that one, you would get access to... Our YouTube live that we will do. So we're gonna start doing. We did an Instagram live before. We're gonna start doing YouTube lives, and they'll only be for our five dollar a month Patreon. Um, and they'll be able to do like live Q and A's with us, and it'll just be really interactive. So if you don't want to miss out on that, hit on our Patreon real quick. The link will be in the description of our episodes. Uh, it's pre- Patreon.com/slash/PreachersHour. Need more information? Hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, man. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. And we're back. Yeah. So, uh, so, so while we were off, uh, off air, we kind of just dove into this a little bit more, uh, which I'm really glad we did that off air mm-hmm. instead of like on, uh, cause it's a lot to process guys. You it, gotta bear with us. Yeah. So as we are trying to figure out, so the, the story that I was telling, um, for my student, uh, I was just figuring like, how do I, how do I like love them and accept them? without like accepting their sin or like their their choice of lifestyle mm-hmm. um and then if they are like you guys mentioned something like if they don't if they don't agree that the bible like is the one that chooses their identity for them um, god. that god yeah mm-hmm. but through, through the bible, bible through the word yeah. of god like we know who we are if they don't see this identity choice as uh as a problem. A problem. Mm-hmm. Then there's there's not a lot of conversation that we can yeah. have, because you know where I stand. I know yeah. where you stand, and I'm not gonna like. We're not gonna argue about yeah, it. I I I can't convince you. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you where I'm at. Yeah. Like, okay, well, this is how I feel according to the Bible, according to God, what mm-hmm. He said in His Word, which I affirm as the truth and the authority. Yeah. Um. And you feel how you feel. If you don't agree with that, this is the authority, then we can't go any further yeah. in this conversation. This is where it um, ends. This is where it ends. And now, I think that's something we got to be yeah. okay with. Yes. It doesn't mean the relationship has to end. And mm-hmm. I think I'll try to really communicate to that person. Like, look, like, 
we we can't lose the ability to disagree and still be in the same space. Yeah. Um, I would say, like you had you had said on the break, like, what if this student comes up to me and says, "This is I actually want to be called this name now." Mm-hmm. Um, I would just tell them, you know, I have to be honest. I am not comfortable calling you that. Mm-hmm. Can we talk in private? Right. I think that's that's all you can really do. Um, because the the thing is the relationship has been established and there's you can't question that I love you. Right. Like right. That's what we're missing, I think, as believers. We don't have those relationships with people like this. And hmm. they can't they don't know that we love them. That there's no yeah. evidence. So it's like how can you believe that what I'm saying come from a place of love? You, when you don't know me at all. Like no. You have there's no investment. There's yeah. no there's no relationship. And I think that's why we've even gotten to this point of like right, because having a tough just conversation. Put the wall yeah. Up. It's like we like, oh, you claim to be gay, lesbian, trans, whatever. Uh we, we can't no. Yeah. Just Boom. like that's just it. That's yeah. the end of it. Um but if we can if we can be real Christians mm-hmm. and say, Hey, like you see a human being and you allow like you allow your yourself to be vulnerable. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna be difficult. It's not easy having transgender friends not easy having gay friends um it's not easy having lesbian friends and all the lgbtq mm-hmm. community it's not gonna be easy for you as right. a christian but i think it's something that god calls us to do like you ha- you can't you can't share the gospel you have to be in the world yeah but you don't have to be of it so right. it's like you if you you but we just stick to that part yeah. i'm not of it you're just hiding in the church building <laughs> the and whole not, time and i'm saying like we i'm doing that mm-hmm. um it's like we go back to our evangelism episode the last week it's yeah. just like being intentional about those relationships and, and, and seeking people out mm-hmm. um, to show the love of God and to yeah. share him with them. Um, we've got to build those bridges, not build those walls. And to get back to the identity thing as far as you think there's freedom in creating your own identity, and I'm telling you there's not. There's actual a ton of pressure. Yeah and anxiety and stress and slavery it's actually freeing to have my creator give me my identity true to find my identity in christ i don't have to do it myself there's a huge weight lifted off i don't like the we were said this off air like i would be upset (laughs) (laughs) don't think this the wrong way listeners and viewers but i'd be upset if my laptop said i'm not a laptop i'm a coaster yeah but i I made you, you have a purpose to Mm -hmm. do this. Well, you're like, nope, that's not my identity. I'm this. Yeah. Only the creator gets to tell the creation what it is and what its purpose is. And and he gets to identify it. True. Oh, yeah, I made that. That's a lamp. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I made that. Like, oh, that's Brandon Jackson. Mm -hmm. I made him Mm -hmm. this way. Yeah. Um, And yet you have to, you, you, you will find that there is a lot of peace in knowing that you were created for a certain purpose. Yeah. Like, not trying to figure out or not trying to come up with it on yes, your own. Like meaning, no matter what your worldview is, mm-hmm. meaning is a huge issue for every single human being. Amen. And really just human beings. Mountain lions aren't sitting in their caves like, oh, why am I here? <laughs> like stressing about meaning. We need meaning. Yeah. And for the entire existence of humans um there's been the the issue of like do we get to give ourselves meaning yeah which makes no sense to me <laughs> because if if you're going to say god doesn't exist and then try to give yourself meaning or give life meaning or anything how yeah if we're here by accident, accident nothing there's, matters there's no meaning Mm-mm. and then if there is no meaning why am i aware yeah. Why do I even have a concept of needing meaning? Yeah. Why do we need it if it's not real? Exactly. Like, so you got to deal with that first. So if there is actual meaning in the world, like me having to give it to myself is just illogical, impossible, inconsistent, doesn't make a lot of sense versus the meaning being ascribed to me by my creator, by the creator of everything. That is a lot more secure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's freeing. It is. It is. I was uh, recently reading uh, Jeremiah 18, um, which is the story about uh, the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, he's talking to God and God's trying to like show him something. 
uh, about Israel. And he's trying to show them, like, look, I created you, and, like, I have the ability to create you, to make you into whatever I want, and to use you for whatever I need you to, mm-hmm. or whatever I want you to, but also the, the ability to destroy you. So, like, yes. just so you know, this is what I am as creator. And in this story, God tells Jeremiah, for him to get a clear understanding of this concept, he told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house mm-hmm. and to watch the potter make pots. Mm-hmm. So he Jeremiah travels down, goes to the potter's house, and he's watching the potter mold these lumps of clay into vessels. Mm-hmm. And some vessels are big, some are small, some are plates, some are like whatever mm-hmm. he wants it to be. And then if he creates something and he doesn't like it, he could literally like smash it and then create whatever else he wants out of it. And he was saying like, uh, so in that in that perp- in that story, the purpose was to get Israel to understand God has created you for a specific purpose, mm-hmm. so that people can, so that the world will know that God is kind and God is loving, but God is also like uh, full of wrath, and mm-hmm. He's ready to like take His wrath out on those who want to be disobedient. So He used that analogy for that. But even in, if you get to Romans, uh, Paul talks about this again, and he's saying like, isn't it better to be in the potter's hand hand, the hand of the potter because the truth is your worth is in is in what he creates so if we have to create ourselves like we have no worth like if clay creates itself it it, first of all it can't yeah it really can't create itself but if it had the ability to it wouldn't be able to fulfill a purpose Mm because though it could create itself into a cup it can't the use cup itself. It's useless unless it's being it's, used. Unless it's unless being it's used in the hands of someone. Yeah. Like you can create yourself. You can you can choose what to be in your identity, but you still don't have purpose. Like you don't. You can't be used for that for that thing that you created yourself for. Mm-hmm. So the truth is that if you see your identity wrapped up in what you want to be and what you claim to be and what you feel, mm-hmm. it's always gonna fall short, and yeah. you're gonna get into a place where you're just like, well, I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. It, and I'm gonna be honest. This not this is not just like a uh, like a LGBTQ community thing. This happens to this is believers. It's a human thing. It's a human thing. I, I I just got a pushback in my head hey. while you were talking. So, okay. So if God created us, didn't He create me this way? No. Well, <laughs> no, He didn't. How uh, can He say it's a sin if He made me like this? Yeah. So um, the truth is, He didn't make you this way. Uh, he made all humans to be good. If you read in Genesis uh, chapter three, um, or Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm. and then again one in three, yeah. yeah, one and two, you see that God created everything, and everything He created was good. Mm-hmm. And then something happened, which was sin entering into the world, right. which corrupted human beings. Corrupted to everything. Everything, not mm-hmm. just human beings, corrupted everything, so that everything was out of balance and everything was out of whack. So we are now that like now that sin was in the world, we get we are born into. A society, we're born into a world that we inherently like are bent to mess up. Yeah, we're born corrupted. Yeah, we right? we don't even. It's not, you don't have to. You don't have to teach a kid how to be bad. You don't have to teach. You don't have to teach them how to lie at all. Like you don't. You have to teach them how to be unselfish. How to share. Yeah, like um, those are things that have to be taught. Yeah. And then the thing is, uh, even with that, with that, with that view, as you are, uh, as you are, like saying okay this is they got created me this way no he didn't but the the truth is even if you feel like this is who you are you still like god commands us not just to like be saved and sanctified he calls us to be born again mm-hmm. so if you believe that you were born in a certain way um that's great but yes. if you want to be a believer if you want to follow jesus the truth is jesus says you must be born again yeah, yeah. and in this new birth the corrupt the corruption though it is still there it is you're able to overcome yeah, it. It's no longer your master. You're no longer yeah. There's a rule over you. you. Now God becomes your ruler, and it gives you um, the power to to. So I, because I, I'm I, hey, I got a little pushback. Let's yeah. go. So I feel like people would say, okay, well, you know, what is um, if I'm if I'm born again, but I'm still but I'm still gay. Like how how do I how do I deal with that? Like who's mm-hmm. gonna who's gonna help me not be gay anymore? Well. If I'm honest with you, you may never yeah, stop. Yeah, we got to address that something Josiah said um, off air, mm-hmm. which is so feelings. Yeah, feelings. How you feel is not necessarily a sin. It's oh, the yeah. action that makes it a sin, mm-hmm. right? If I feel lust, or if I feel like lust, mm-hmm. 
it says in the Sermon on the Mount, like, if I look at a woman lustfully, looking is an action. Yeah. Right? That's the sin. Mm-hmm. The sin comes in the action. I may feel a temptation. I may feel a certain feeling. But if I don't act, the feeling is not a, not a sin. No. You're not wrong for the feeling. feeling not at all. Right? You might feel attracted to the same sex. You mm-hmm. might feel like you're in the wrong body. Yeah. You might feel like gender is not real and it's some made up thing and mm-hmm. it's not ascribed to us at birth and gender's fluid and there's like a 40 different genders and you may feel all of these things mm-hmm. and we're not saying that you're wrong for that. The wrong comes in when you act on that, when you yeah. decide, you make a decision and an action that this is what I'm going to do. Right. This is how who I'm going to be. Yep. Again, it's the creation telling itself what it's going to be instead of the cre- allowing the creator to do that. Yeah. Right. So what 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 messes us up is we have this uh, we have this tendency to believe that uh, that we have. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. What did you just say? <laughs> I said, uh, feelings are not a sin. Like, right, right. yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, what we've done in the church is we have said the feeling is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, we say the feeling is is wrong. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel this way. Or yes. so Josiah both pointed it out. Mm-hmm. But like we've told ourselves, and this is what we have to do as a church to stop making people feel as if the way they are feeling is, is evil or sin. Or maybe it might be evil, but it's not a sin. Right. It's not a sin That's to good. feel like you're in the wrong body. It's not a sin to feel like you're uh, there or to be same sex attracted. It's not a sin to to have this. It's just a sin to act upon it. The yes. same way it is for us as heterosexuals. Yes, this is the biggest thing that we have to get. I think we said this in the previous episode, or maybe we were just talking at prayer one time. I don't remember. I can't remember where when we were. these conversations happened. <laughs> Some we have so many of them. But you're as a as a LGBTQ plus person. You're not being asked to give up any more than anybody else. Yeah. Right? Number one, heterosexuality is not superior to homosexuality. No. Like, it's not the goal. Yeah. If I can just get to being heterosexual, then I'm good. No. 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 Because that'll disappoint you. <laughs> yes. You're going to be just like, no. Okay? It's not like our our job, the church's job, God's job is not to turn gay people straight. Come on. That's not, no. Straightness is not the goal. Being like Jesus is the goal. Yeah. Okay. He happened to be straight. Okay, cool. But that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is to submit my life to him and have him tell me who I am, who I am, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to live my life, how I'm supposed to treat others. Amen. Okay. I might, you can be a follower of Jesus and feel Mm -hmm. feelings of same sex attraction. Yes. Okay. You can be a follower of Jesus and feel lust for women, for other women. Yep. You may feel temptation to watch pornography. Yep. You may feel temptation to get drunk and wasted all the time or yeah. get high all the time. Yep. You may feel temptation to lie and steal and cheat Come on, and Jack. kill and judge and Say gossip. You may feel these things. You better preach it, Reverend. Okay? <laughs> as long as you do not act on them. So all of us are being asked to deny ourselves. Come on. Okay? All of us. Now, I've heard we heard it in that one interview with Joseph Solomon and his friend. Oh yeah. Right. As far as like, okay, that you, was a good. That was a good one. I recommend that to anybody to watch uh, the Flights and Feelings podcast. Check yeah. it out. Um, it's, it might be someone's dream. This is a problem with our churches and society too. Is that we've made a heterosexual marriage and family like. This the, goal the to end achieve the mm-hmm. end off. You ain't got this. You ain't a real person. You ain't yeah. a real Christian. You're not a real Christian. Yeah. Like, or you can't be single. You have to. Like, singleness is not a bad thing, <laughs> church. It's better than being married. I mean, yeah. No, I in mean. some a, areas, a, yes. A, according some, to yes. serving the Lord. Yes. If I'm, if my goal is to serve the Lord, then, yeah, it's actually easier yeah. to it's be single. It's easier to do it when I'm single. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, if God, called me, if God called me to be a missionary in wherever in the mm-hmm. world and i'm like and i'm in tune with him if i'm not married that's not a conversation that's super easy i'm barely but, an inconvenience oh, uh i gotta explain to my wife and the family we're gonna, that's a lot that's harder a, so it's actually easier to serve god if you're single mm-hmm. singleness is not a problem not church. at all we gotta stop treating single people like they have a plague or something mm-hmm. right now when you don't get married yeah like oh like we sorry, so Joe. so sorry, we've, heard, we've heard we've uh, heard <laughs> um we heard on this on this interview this this person's 
gay mm-hmm. was like I want a family mm-hmm. like it's not fair that I don't get to have a family I have to give that up and yes on some level that's a great argument that's mm-hmm. a great point I understand that that sucks the Bible has an answer for that <laughs> and I think we talked about this on the family episode we did we have an obligation as, as brothers and sisters, as believers, to fill in the role. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is denying themselves something, it should be filled by the Holy Spirit, by God, by other believers. Yeah. Right? So if I feel like I don't have, I don't get to have a family because I'm, I'm asked to basically, as a person who suffers same-sex attraction, unless you're magically, not magically, but like miraculously... <laughs> you are now able to be with someone of the opposite sex and get married. I mean, that's great. That's right. not common and it's not the goal. Right. Right. So if I'm, if I don't get that miracle and I'm still seems that's attracted, I'm asked or God is asking me to stay single. Mm. I have to be celibate. Right. Yeah. That seems like a lot to ask. I don't get to have a family and kids and stuff like that. But what I should have is a, a, spiritual family that comes in and fills that void yeah and i have i get intimacy from my brothers and sisters sisters, right right intimacy is not sex by the way yeah because the idea is like um i think jesus says it in mark chapter 10 i was looking for it yeah um it's in mark chapter 10 it's in matthew as well but jesus says like no one has left father or mother sister or brother household job Mm -hmm. anything anything that he won't repay a hundred times. A hundred times. Like, he's like, if you leave anything for my sake, yes. I promise, I'm going to make sure you get whatever you left a hundred times more. Yes. So when you think about, okay, if I have to, like, leave my, uh, if I have to leave my dream of having a family, like, God, to follow you, because, like, I, I I feel as if I'm I'm homosexual or whatever, however I identify, I feel like I'm this way, but I, I really do love you, and I want to, like, I want to experience you to the fullest. Hmm. But I want a family. Okay, cool. Follow me. And I will give you're you. You're going to get more. You're going to get more than that. Like yeah. you're, you, may, <laughs> you may even by the grace of God be able to like literally have a family. Like where someone from the church will adopt you in. And like you have like you have like a spiritual mother, spiritual father, and spiritual siblings. And then they have kids. Like mm-hmm. you can be a spiritual God uncle. Kids, yeah. you know, they all, there's all kinds of ways. But the truth is. Like God will give it to you, yeah. even if even if it's not on this side. And this will nothing. I was uh, I don't want to segue too far, but I don't want people to under to think like this is it. This like, life, this life is not it. Yes, that's like, the that's the biggest problem with this whole thing. Is yeah, that me getting to to create my identity here in this life is it. For if that's true, okay. If there is no God, there's no heaven. Then I guess yeah. I guess that's why you got why you why this is such a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. No, I need to be able to form my own identity that was based on how I feel. Yeah, because this is all I have. Right. That's really sad. That's and um, I can understand why you want to do this. Right. I, can, I get why what you're in this situation. Yeah. I mean, I gotta just hammer this point home again. Like we are all being asked to deny ourselves. And take up our cross and follow Jesus. Everyone. Every single person has to give up. The disciples even said to, to Jesus when they had the huge crowd around him. He's already fed them. And he says, now I'm going to give you guys my flesh and my blood to eat and drink. And they mm-hmm. all leave. And then he turns to the disciples and is like, are you guys going to go with him? And Peter says, like, we have given up everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Peter was married. Yeah. He left his family. Mm-hmm. They left their jobs. Like, all task collecting and and. Fishing and they they left everything. They gave up everything to follow Jesus. Mm. Okay, and then they received more, more, way more, even on this side yep. of heaven. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not just oh, you tell me I have to just look for it just yeah. after I die. I think in that verse, uh, hopefully I find it. But I think in that verse it literally says on this side, mm-hmm. like. He's not saying like, okay, you have to wait till you get yeah. to heaven mm-hmm. and you'll get this stuff. No, he's saying on this side, yes. if you give up, whatever you give up on this side, you will get it back on this side. Mm-hmm. So family, whatever, friendship, friendship intimacy, uh, yeah. even I thought about like identity, identity <laughs> like success. Like you mm-hmm. think, okay, I have a job or I have a business. I've made it this big. Like I have all this money. Like God will replace that with something that's that's more that's valuable way to you. Better. Yeah. And that's that's the hope. That's the that's what it's we like have. The, it's like the rich young ruler. Yeah. Who didn't want to walk away from 
that identity that mm-hmm. he created for himself. I am rich. Right. And Jesus said, you need to give up your identity. identity. And he's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Because he didn't trust that Jesus was going to give him something better in return. Right. Just being a son of God, being adopted into the actual family of God, like getting to be in his family, having him call you his son. You know, it's daughter. crazy. I just thought about this. Like, Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, as we are, like, as we were coming into this conversation, it seemed as if, like, this was a very tough conversation. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, okay, this is going to be really tough. Like, what we say can get us canceled, yada, yada. But what I'm seeing now is, like, the I like dropping your identity to follow Christ. And this is this is really the basis of the whole conversation. Yes. If you want to follow Christ, this is what this is the requirement. Yeah. For heterosexual, for everybody, anyone, anyone who wants to follow Jesus, this is the requirement. You have to give up yourself in order to follow Christ. If you don't give up yourself, then live your life. Do whatever you want to do. But don't try to don't try to make it sound like uh, Christians or believers are not loving or kind um, by saying like this is what you got to do. Like we had we to had do, it, to do it. You know, like if it was uh, to, me, to do it daily, every single day. Mm-hmm. Like the way, and the thing is, like we we're not perfect at it. Like don't hey, get me no, wrong, we're trash. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying like anyone who has an, who has identity uh, who has identity choices to make. Mm-hmm. As you are making your choices, you understand, like you know for a fact how hard this is. Yes. Making your your own identity choices. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta continue this, this the, the way I dress. I gotta continue the way I look. I gotta continue. No matter what identity you choose, you gotta work at like can of keep continuing and keeping up that identity. But when you come to Christ, you could like literally take all of that off and just walk in whatever He tells you to do, and He's never going to give you more than you can not more than you can bear. More, he's never gonna give you more than you can handle. As far as like. He's not going to ask you to do something that, like, number one, he hasn't done himself. Yes. That's the one thing. Jesus like, had to give up heaven, heaven and glory and all that to become a human. Like, like this idea, Sam Alberry said this before, um, this idea that, like, you know, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. Well, why would oh, God do dude. this? Jesus can relate to that. He had so to much. be in a body when he yeah. is the God of the universe. He had to contain all of that in a body. He definitely understands what it's like to feel like you're in the, the wrong, wrong body. body. He gets it, yeah, for sure. He and can totally relate. You actually, in that sense, in that struggle, you're closer to God than even me and Brandon mm-hmm. because you're able to relate to Christ in a way that we can't. Which is goes back to something that we learned a long time, or not a long time yes. ago, but like we a learned this ago. a couple weeks ago, yeah. is that in order to see God in His fullness, you need to hang around other Christians, other people, because every single individual has a view of Jesus that other individuals don't have. So true. The only way I can see God the way Brandon sees God is if I am in relationship with Brandon mm-hmm. and Josiah and my wife and, and Jessica and everybody. Right. Right. Also, I wanted to add to what you had said as far as like giving up your identity. For some people, we have to give up our identity to follow Jesus. For others, we get to give up our identity hey, to follow others. come on, bro. If I'm identified as like, oh, you're just a, a loser, mm-hmm. prostitute, drunkard, yeah. drug addict, yeah. cheater, liar. You're all these terrible, terrible labels that you don't want. You get to give that up. Dude. You have the ability. That's what being born again is so beautiful because Jesus is telling Nicodemus, who is a, a leading religious man of his day. Yeah. That you need to be born again. That means it has nothing to do with religious performance or how good you can be no. or how well you or follow how much rules you know. or how much you know, how much scripture you've memorized. Or how, it's not about how good you think you can be. Yeah. You have to be born again too. But also, it doesn't matter how bad you've been. You <laughs> get to be born again. Bro, that that's is Tim so, Keller. I got to give him. But the crazy thing is, that is the good news. That is beautiful. Like I, when you think about it, doesn't the matter gospel, how much you've done. It doesn't matter how much you've messed up, dude. It makes life so much easier. Yeah. And you're just sitting there thinking, okay, God, I see what you did there. I see that you. That's like, I have to. Ooh, man, that's crazy. So if you are giving up your identity, something that you held on dearly. The beauty in that is that you get to learn how to walk in with Christ. Mm. You get to like learn how to have the burden off. Yes. If you if you uh, if you get to take off, then you get to learn how to walk 
upright like as a person that's like proud of who you are yes. like you get to like love the person you're becoming in, in Jesus so like either way it's like this is a I have this picture in my head it's literally like someone who is like carrying this huge suitcase the stupid heavy mm-hmm. they're carrying it around and everybody's like man you look good carrying that suitcase. I didn't know you're that strong. But the person carrying the suitcase is like, I want to take this yes, thing off. This is crushing me. Like, this is me. crushing me. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is still like, hey, way to go, man. You got that. Like, you carrying that thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other person who's like carrying like a ball and chain. And he's just like, oh, if I could just get this thing off. Like, I just want to be free from like, this. Oh, look at this guy with this ball, ball and chain. And chain. Just oh, you're just shame. You're just a yeah. terrible person. Like, you ain't never getting that off. And then they both meet Jesus. And both the, the, the suitcase... And the ball and chain come off. And then the guy who's who has the, the, the suitcase on, he finally gets to take it off and he gets to like stretch his back out. Mm. And the guy with the ball and chain finally gets yes. to like stand up straight. And like now they're both standing up straight before the Lord and walking in that, which is which is what we call righteousness. Mm. And it's not our own. It's, it's that Jesus took have, it for us. It's been imputed to the righteousness of God has been put on us. On us. Who are not righteous. And Jesus takes the ball and chains, yes. takes the and takes the suitcase, and he puts it on himself. And, he and he's my, like, all right, now you burden work. is easy, my yoke is light. Bro, I don't like if you're listening to this podcast and you're not like, let's go. Like I'm I'm literally like hyped myself. It's so weird. Like even when we record these, <laughs> I'm like, like we're recording this, but like we are stupid happy. <laughs> Juice. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I think man. that this is this is what the good news is meant to be. And like your identity. Uh, when it's founded on anything except Christ, it's a struggle. Like I don't care if yeah, it's good I mean, stuff or bad stuff. I'm glad you said that because I was gonna like I want to kind of address some some things. So there's if you really allow yourself to think about creating your own identity, there is a ton of just inconsistencies and mm. confusion that comes with it. There's this video we were watching that we got this idea from a little bit. Where if I get to choose my own identity and society has to agree with it, they can't go against me. Mm-hmm. That means tomorrow Trump could say he's the first black female president in history. So true. If that's how he identifies, mm-hmm. you can't. That's how I feel. That's how I feel I am. That's why you can't tell me I'm not because that's the thing with race as well. If I can create my own identity, including how I feel, and I think, oh, I'm a black person mm-hmm. or I'm Chinese or whatever. Right. Like. Then what's the point of race? No what's point. the point of saying Black Lives Matter? Because it just depends it's on how I identify. Feel. Yeah, because I can be like, you know what? Being black is not working for me. Yeah, I'm gonna. Change. I'm actually not black. I'm so. not black anymore, guys. So you could just stop with that whole thing. Yeah. And then and then who's and if no one can <laughs> if no one can say that no you are black mm-hmm. if no one can say that no. because you identify certain ways you way, look that way. And, okay. No, you and, can't say that because it's the same argument with. If I'm born as a man, mm-hmm. I have the man physical parts. Yeah. But it's not about how I look or what I was born with. It's how about how I feel. Yeah. Then okay. Then you can't say that I'm black just because of how I look. You have to I have to tell you how I, you gotta say that I'm yeah. I'm a six However, foot tall <laughs> uh Indian man. Cause and the the truth is like uh and this is not to get too like futuristic or mm-hmm. whatever, but if if we go down this road if we continue down, because we're going down this road. Yes. If we continue down this road, you are going to have a society who has no idea who they are and what they are, mm-hmm. and that can—that's only going to bring hardship and pain. Yes, and it's, there's no solution to it. Like, what do you what do you do when you have a whole culture or a whole society who get to claim whatever they want? And then the thing about it is, like, if it's there's no like one way. Like, think about mm. this. If, if you have 350 million people in a country mm-hmm. and they all, there's no, like, criteria for how you get to choose your identity, right? There's no, like, okay, this is, this is where it stops. Mm. Like, and there's not even, like, a set, like, it's just tons of confusion. Yeah. You have 350 million different right. identities and saying, well, well, my identity says I'm this. And, then my, yeah. and then it's just like, hold on. There's no morality. There's no right and wrong. There's mm-hmm. no like rules to this. And wow. when you don't, you take all the rules off. It's at the very least you've got chaos. Oh, right, no doubt. I think the worst you can be like, well, my then he says I can. And this is extreme. People, this is a stupid argument. You could kill people, mm-hmm. or or you can 
talk about people like you know all I mean, this crazy stuff it just can lead to so much confusion because there is no standard yeah there's no like no this is this is the the rails of how you get to choose your identity there's no rails it's a wrap the thing and this is and this is what makes this conversation or not this this portion of the conversation even more challenging or even more like i don't know crazy but i think about how pedophiles are now like trying trying to, to get their own, own classification. classification what is it i think it's a it's minor attracted or something like something that. like that but like they have an argument now yeah they've had it it's i've made that argument for them for years yeah if i feel mm-hmm. like i'm attracted to, to this 10 year old and i'm a 45 year old man i was born this way you can't tell me i don't this is how i feel and if and this is i just for any listener who uh who like identifies differently than us mm-hmm. i know like like the the i can feel the pushback there's like, got to be a ton of rage yeah your, uh, yeah upset. and i feel the pushback like the the idea is like no that's wrong but like Says how who? did you decide that? How did you decide that? Like, yeah. I want you to really think about how did you come to the conclusion if you are saying I am a non-binary mm-hmm. or I am this and I'm how not I was born and how I feel, I get to determine. I get to that. determine. Then you can't deny that for the pedophile. No, it's not fair. It's not to fair. Them. It's not based fair. on your your judgments that you're mm-hmm. making and the way that you come up with your worldview. It's not fair to them. Yeah, and then the the crazy thing is like uh, my the organization I work for. They made us uh, like take these these trainings, and in this training, this guy who was a pedophile, he had thirty two victims, but he kept on telling the interviewer, he's like, "Stop calling them victims. These are my friends. These are these are my lovers," and every single one of them consented. I didn't do anything against their will. I asked them if I could do this, and they said yes. He was like, "There were kids who said no, and I didn't touch them, but for the kids who said, yeah, I want to, I want to do this, I'm doing it." Now that sounds crazy and preposterous. This is real life. Like this, mm-hmm. they were literally interviewing this this guy who literally did this, and I'm like, oh my gosh. In his mind, I've done nothing on wrong. His, in his mind, he's done nothing wrong. He's like, it was all consensual, and this is how I feel. This is how I was born, and for whatever reason, you guys think that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And he has the same argument that we've that 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 this community has. And as if we're going to, and this is the thing about Christians. It's going to be very difficult to stand like firm on mm-hmm. on like the truth of God. It's going to be difficult because what's going to happen is you're going to be seen as a bigot. You're going to be seen yes. as a as a I don't know whatever you would call them, but you're going to be seen as someone who doesn't love, who doesn't just tolerate spewing hate. Yeah, you're just you're just hateful. Um, but the idea is that if we don't if we don't say anything, like society as a whole is going to go under. Like. Yeah. Uh, I think there's you said this a while ago, and I don't even know why I'm going this direction, but um, the God Jesus calls us to be salt yeah. of the world. Mm-hmm. Like if we're called to be salt, then like we are preserving the world from decay because that's what yeah. salt does for meat. I think the, the the issue is if you as a person don't see the world as getting worse, yeah, then we you're not gonna understand what we're saying exactly. Like if you have a real grasp of history and current events. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can think that we're on this constant arc of progress. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way you can see. It's just chaos. It's just Mm -hmm. constant humans just doing terrible things to each other. The last, I think the 20th century, which was not that long ago, which was 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. okay, was the bloodiest century in human history. Wow. (laughs) Like, so you can't say we've been getting better. Better. We've gotten worse, worse, clearly. We've gotten better at killing people. Yeah, like... You can't if you don't see this world as just getting worse, worse going worse. down, mm-hmm. right? Then you're not gonna. You, what we're saying sounds crazy to you. Yeah. You guys are just just backwards. You're not mm-hmm. prog. You're not part of progress. You're yeah. like we're past the Bible's old and your views are old. We're past that now. We've progressed past that. Nah, no, we've digressed <laughs> very far yeah. from it. Um, and the truth is, like, as we are, as as we are, like identifying. Um, with with Christ, like we get to see this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I I feel I feel a deep remorse for for those who haven't had their eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because you you see the world as progressive. You see it as it getting as it getting better. Um, and I get scared because when Jesus comes back, uh, 
I don't want anyone to be on the wrong side of that. Like, I don't yeah. want anyone to like have to stand before God and explain their identity to him when he was the one who created them. I mean, I don't know what it would be like for, um, I don't know, Steve Jobs to see one of his computers not being a computer and just being like, um, you know, I, I see you, Steve, but this is what I'm created for. The the sure audacity would just be like, yeah, this is broken. Throw it away. Like, that's, that's really the only thing you could say it's to that. It's not fulfilling its purpose. It's not doing what it was created to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's worthless. Like, I can't, if, if it's not going to do what it's supposed to do, which is, which is a clear understanding to anyone. Rick, mm-hmm. I'm going to just be honest. Everyone. Anything not fulfilling its purpose. Like, it's broken. It's, something's wrong. With something's it. wrong with it. And if it can't be restored, then it has to go to the trash. Yeah. By the to. way, none of, all of us are in that boat. Yeah. We're not saying that. That only LGBTQ plus people are broken. No, not at all. We're all broken. We're all broken. Everybody's broken. We need to be healed in the hands of the master. Yeah. And the yeah. and the only way you do that is by accepting him mm-hmm. and allowing him to choose or for him to allowing him to determine who you are mm-hmm. and what your purpose is. And when you do that, there's so much there's more benefits that come with following yes. Jesus than there is like it, and the crazy thing is it's initially it's very tough. Yeah. Like it, initially it, it, I mean, the whole time. No, no, I'm saying it's tough yeah. the whole time. But as you get closer to Jesus, That's true. you yeah. become. It does get easier. Because you, you start to love him and you yeah. don't want to disappoint him. You don't yeah. want you to let him You get this relationship. Yeah. And it gives you the power. You yeah. yeah like true. Jesus starts to, when, when the Holy Spirit gets inside of you and you're, and you're like walking about life, like there's no timetable. I want you to understand it, but I'm going to use a timetable as an example. Uh, you walk with the Lord for like the first three weeks and you're just like, yeah, nothing happened. Like I, I accepted Jesus and uh, I, I got baptized. But I prayed. I prayed. I think we baptize people way too soon. No, no doubt. We talk about that so time. true. Um, I, I've done all these things, but I feel like nothing happened. And then, like as you continue, uh, I would say, man, because when I look at my own experience, I'm like, it probably took like two years before I started to like really understand what Jesus wanted. Like, okay, like I I accepted you because I didn't want to be selfish. I didn't want to be who I was. I didn't like who I was. So I wanted to be like who you created me to be because what I heard someone tell me was that you created me to be um, something that was going to help other people. And I like helping people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's what I want. But I want to do it for a greater purpose, not just for selfish reasons. So I get saved. I was, I was raised in church, but I was I really got saved at like 24. But like after like two years of doing this, I was like, God, are you real? Like I had that real, I had that legitimate like conversation. Like, God, are you real? Like I, I kind of see you, but then I see like all this bad and all this. I don't really understand. But all I had was this assurance to like just keep following me. Like eventually you'll see like how real I am. And as I kept on walking with the Lord, uh, I think it was probably year four. Uh, this is when, uh, uh, the army victory had this thing called I walk mm-hmm. and it was this conference where like Jeff and I like reconnected. And that was like a moment. I was like, yo, this is weird. Like I've never had a friend like this before. I never had a friend that was like legitimately like, I'm, like my brother. Mm-hmm. And then we started rocking and you started coming to AV and we started like hanging out real tough. And then I started to see like, cause I was already in AV, mm-hmm. but then I started to see AV like change and like see myself change. And when we went through experiencing God, I think that was when, like, I was convinced that God was real. Like, I don't care what I go through. I don't know. I don't care what happens. Like, God is real. And I'm cool with dying today. Hmm. Like, if Amen. God was to take me, I'm cool with that. Because I'm now, I got to a point where I understand you. But it didn't happen. Over, it was That was a, yeah. almost a six-year process. It's a process, yeah. I'm, my arc is very similar. Um, we have to go into that some other Oh, no, yeah, definitely. But um, I think that's where I want... I want people to understand, like, coming to Christ is not going to be easy. Yeah. Like, he's if he's drawing you, just, like, say yes. We have this new motto in uh in, in our group now, in yeah. AV now. Um, it's like, say yes until, until God, God says, says no. no. Yeah. So, like, if you feel like the Holy Spirit, like, if you feel something, uh, that tr- and you've tried everything else, like, mm-hmm. you've, you've had a bunch of feelings. You've had a yeah. gang of feelings. And you recognize you can't trust your own feelings. Yes. Right? And you get another feeling, you're like, okay. It's 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 tricky with the whole feelings thing mm-hmm. because it's not about how you feel. No, it's about 
taking an action to say, okay, God, that people have been telling me about, I've been hearing about, mm-hmm. like, show me yourself, reveal yeah. yourself to me. Like, and be honest and in that. be real about it. Like, like bring the whole you to him. Yeah. And like earnestly, like honestly look for God, seek him. Mm-hmm. Like you're, he's not gonna let you down. No, he's yeah. not. And even moments when you think he has, just give it some time. Yeah. Just keep, just keep give it some trucking. Time. Keep reading his word. Keep trying to talk to him, spend time with him and find people and find people, find like real Christians. Like, yes. And if you need help finding real Christians, uh, Hit us up on our Instagram page <laughs> yeah. because the truth is, like, I I I know that people who are scared to go to church because of the way they identify, and I know there are people out in in many many places um, all over this country. I think we know someone who's able to walk with, even if you're not from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there's someone somewhere, some church, some organization that we can point you to that would help you like get connected to a real family of believers, not the not people who are going to shame you and hurt you um, for the way that you feel, but they're going to like help you develop into the uh, person God's created you to be. Amen, so. man. We're, we'll be ready for the for the reactions to this. Yeah. So y'all, uh, be honest, be be brutal, uh, but also like be loving. And yeah, if you and think, if you were gracious. encouraged, this I would I would say like tell us you were encouraged because we yeah. we have these conversations not just to have them. But like we want to make sure that the message of the gospel is getting across yeah. the right way. So and if you want, if we're off, something. like tell us, tell us, yeah, man, tell us. And if you want to be on the show, yes, let us know, please. We it's been a while since we had a guest. So. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, man, uh, we love y'all. You know, it may not seem like it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. All right, y'all, peace.